Welcome to the Tuto Dobio podcast, the podcast about an American couple totally in love who uproots and unplugs, leaves the heartland of America for a tiny, beautiful, inky, bitty little farm in rural Italy. It's going to be an event. Are you taping? <laughs> This week's episode, we talk about life in an RV, a little bit of Italy in Austin, our favorite meals this week, and listener mail. Welcome to the Tutto Dopio podcast, the show about an American couple totally in love who unplugs and uproots leaves the heartland of the United States for a beautiful farm in rural Italy. It is going to be a real adventure. It already has been a real adventure, and we are happy to share it with you and have you come along with us. Today is Wednesday of all days, March 12, 2014, a special edition of Tutto Dopio. Thank you so much for downloading the podcast. I'm your co-host, Bob, and I'm joined by my beautiful wife and Foxy Coco host, Gina. Say hi, Gina. Buonasera. Buonasera, Gina. Come va? Sto bene. E tu? Uh, Benny. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we are, this is a special podcast. We are on the outskirts of Austin in a uh, 25-foot Class C RV. We've been staying at the beautiful La Hacienda RV Resort. And you would think that 25 feet would be plenty of room for two people and two dogs. This is not true. <laughs> I'm, it's day five, and I'm about to, yeah, I'm having sort of that cabin fever <laughs> kind of feeling, right? Right. right. But it's, it's been a lot of fun. Austin's a great town. We're here during South by Southwest, but for us it's more like South by So What. <laughs> we haven't had any interaction We're with We're not the, hip enough for that. We are definitely not hip enough for that. And we go to bed early. Yeah, so that's right. I think all the all the great music starts probably after we've gone to bed, or at right. least I've gone to bed. Yeah, well, that could be. I think they have the stuff in the afternoon. Oh, it's just do a whole. They? It's just a whole scene. Dad and Mary Marie live out here, mm -hmm. and uh, we've been trying to do stuff with the dogs, and you know. So I, I'm not complaining. Okay, I'm complaining. <laughs> what are we going to talk about today? I know we have some snippets here and there. It's going to be a little different. We yeah. gonna, there's a couple places that have had this kind of Italian thread through them. Mm -hmm. So we'll talk about that, and we'll talk about some meals that we've we've had. We're going to have uh, some excerpts of uh, some time that we had with my dad mm -hmm. and Mary Marie. Mm -hmm. and, that was uh, sweet. Uh, oh, and a, 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 really, a really, really nice uh, listener email. Great. Sound good? Yep, sounds great. Girls, dogs, what do you say? Now we've now they're quiet. This yeah. is what you we've, we've recorded this intro about seven times, <laughs> and the dogs have been barking the whole time. Typical show dogs. So before we left, you found two things that suggested there is a little bit of Italy in Austin, and so you made a point of making sure that we. We went to both of these places. Turns out that's right. One of them I did read about in La Marque News, which is a gelateria called Dolce Neve, which was started by three uh, uh, folks, three mm -hmm. Italians, 
two of them grew up in Fabriano, which is a town in Marche, north mm-hmm. of where we are, and one I think grew up in uh, in Milano. Mm-hmm. The brother and sister, Francesca, the the woman, and Marco, the brother, uh, are from Fabriano, and Francesca's fiance, Leo, is from uh, Milano. Mm-hmm. They moved here and opened up this shop, this gelato shop, which we walked to. Mm-hmm. We, you know, we took we went for this long hike, basically around town, down by Lady Bird Lake. And then walked up to this uh, gelato place. And it was, you know, from the outside, it just looks like part of the funky hipster, yeah. you know, Austin kind of scene. And you walk inside and it's very clean. It's very Italian. And the gelato was very, very good. They A lot of organic stuff, uh, you know, sort of very careful selection of the ingredients. And uh, you had uh, pistachio. I did. Which was. Which was great. And it was not, it, did, it was not green. No food coloring, right. true pistachio, like the color of the nut. And we also had a lemon uh, sorbetto. Meyer lemon. Meyer lemon sorbetto, yeah. which was tangy but a little Ooh, bit bitter. So good. Fantastic. Yeah. So the gelato was great. And then we got to meet, uh, Francesca wasn't there, but we got to meet Marco and Leo. Mm-hmm. Marco was very busy. Leo was very busy. But after we were most of the way through our gelato, um, Leo came out. And outside where we were sitting, and he asked about my camera, and we talked about photography, and we talked about the difference in life in Italy and uh, life in the United States. And he reminded us of how important the town center is in Italian life. And um, it was interesting. Uh, So in Italian life, you go to the town center. In the evening, you do what's called a passeggiata, and you walk very slowly, super slowly, almost painfully slow. And everybody's there, so you meet people without planning it. Mm-hmm. Your kids are there, and your your parents are there, and your brother and your sister, and your whole family is there, and you meet all of your friends and everything. And this, like co- that. this occurs before dinner, right? It's a very slow walk, a mob of people mm-hmm. moving very, very slowly. A lot of laughing, a yeah, lot of lots greeting, of laughing. and um, usually on the weekends. But there's some of it that happens oh, almost every night. The, yeah, no, no, but I mean it's a yeah, big yeah. deal on Saturday night. Yeah. Um, and he said in the United States, you go to the mall. Mm-hmm. And he kind of shrugged. He was sort of like, what, why would you go? Like, what's the mall? Mm-hmm. You know, they're so big. You're not going to run into everybody there. It's just It's indoors. Yeah, uh, where this is, you're always out. It's a different sort of thing. So that was that was one. So thanks, Leo. Thank you, Marco. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dolce Neve. Great gelato. Yeah, really, yeah. Really South First and Monroe. Yeah. It, uh, uh, Annie. Oh. Annie. Oh, it's Annie. Street, okay. It's street. So okay. South First Street in Annie. Uh-huh. It's sort of between Annie and Monroe. Yeah. The second thing was um, we found this list of top, I don't know, interesting, new, upcoming places uh, for wine, mm-hmm. like wineries. And one of them was the Hill Country in Texas, mm-hmm. which was really surprising to me because, I, you know, I, I just hadn't thought too much about Texas and wine. But um, but we went, to, and there's, I don't know, like 38, probably more than that, wineries you could go to. And we picked one called... Uh, Dutchman or Duchman wineries. I, we didn't figure out the. It's D U C H M A N, and um, they do almost exclusively Italian varietals. Everything grown in Texas, mm-hmm. but Italian varietals that are grafted onto American rootstock. And um, they had all kinds of stuff. They had uh, Sangiovese, Montepulciano. Um, what else? They had Trebbiano. Mm-hmm. They had bright whites and reds, mm-hmm. and. Um, they were good. Yeah, they were very good. They, I mean, the the white I can't remember the name. It starts with a V. That I really, really enjoyed, and the reds were the reds were really nice. And the atmosphere is really pretty. I mean, stone and brick, very kind of Tuscan. I bet that wine could go toe to toe with a lot of wine in Italy. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, yeah. Which is probably why it was highlighted as a as a. Yeah, I mean, really. 
as a place to go to check out wine. Yeah, really surprising. What we did learn is that most of the grapes they get come from the high plains of Texas up near Lubbock, um, which, and we asked why that is, and they said, well, there's a, it's hotter during the yeah. day and colder at night, yep. which is what, uh, which is what grapes like. Impressive. So yeah. we got, it was really fun. We got to meet uh, Leo and Marco, real Italians, mm-hmm. um, in Austin. And then we got to go and see uh, sort of the, I would say, appreciation, the elevation of real Italian grapes uh, by some folks in Texas. Yeah. Pretty cool. It was great. Right? Yeah. Uh, a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, we spent we spent almost the entire day with Dad and Mary Marie. Yeah, it was a really good day. Yes, yes. Right, we got a yeah. lot of we got a lot of time with uh, with them. You, I got to go over my dad some with some paperwork, and and you went to the spa lawn. I yes, I was surprised. Dad sent Mary Marie and and I. Is it right? Me and Mary Marie. He sent you. Yeah. Um, so it'd be Mary Marie and me. Mary Marie and me uh, for facials at the oh shoot the lake the lake shore uh, now I can't remember the lake house spa a highly rated spa very very fancy so we had a light lunch and then uh, yeah and then we had we had facials right and then we all got together and uh, we sat down and we recorded a bunch of my dad's reminiscing and some we had some questions for dad and Mary Marie uh, and it was uh, it was. It was a lot of fun, and so we're going to share a few of the highlights with you. All right, so, Dad, so we get asked a lot about are we scared to move to Italy? Are we concerned about making a big move? And you and you and Mom left Texas for Boston, and then you left Boston for California. So tell us what that was like. Well, leaving Texas to go, go to uh, Boston when I was a kid. Basically, very young. How old? Very young. I was twenty. Okay. Just barely twenty. Because you're super, super smart, and you graduated high school at the age of fifteen. Fifteen, and then you went. I wasn't to... super smart, but I graduated yes. early. <laughs> and then you went to UT. No, no, no. sorry, Texas Tech. But Texas, Texas Tech. Tech. So, what was it? What was it like to leave uh, Lubbock, where you went to Texas Tech? And go to Boston. That's pretty different. Well, it happened so suddenly. I, I graduated and taken a job at Westinghouse. And this professor came up to me one day, just not too long before I was about to leave for Pittsburgh, and said, would you like to go to graduate school? I said, I never thought of going to graduate school. Never, never <laughs> entered my mind. He said, I think I can get you into graduate school. I said, I don't have any money. Did that doesn't matter. They'll pay you. Wow. And so he uh, sent my name into MIT, and they came back with a with an offer for, I think it was either teaching assistant or research assistant, and uh, work, uh, go to school half-time. Wait a minute, wait, wait, basically. wait. Basically, they, they paid for tuition at $75 a month. There are a lot of kids who are trying to get into places like MIT, and I don't think I heard you say anything about an application. Did you form? You must have applied. You said this guy sent up. Took care of it. <laughs> <laughs> I never knew what was going on. It's the West, he said, I'll, it's the West I, Texas I, Mafia. I, I kid you not, I had no, no thought of going to graduate school. I mean, none at all. 
I had all my arrangements to drive to Pittsburgh. I could have been born in Pittsburgh? <laughs> could have. <laughs> could have. So you told me, when we were driving over to the spa today, you told me a little bit about moving to London. And one of the things I think is really brave about what you did is you learned how to drive a stick shift in London on the other side uh, and driving on the other side of the road. So, so I think that, I think that's really interesting because I've not driven once in Italy. I mean, we've been going there on and off now for seven years and I've never driven one time. I always say I'm going to do it and I chicken out. So was that one of the most difficult things for you to move to a new country or what was? It was different. And I didn't actually drive in London. It was in the northeastern part in small towns and villages. But she still, could you have had driven, to learn. She could have driven in London. Yeah, I'm we sure. We did not drive in London. We took the taxis but you train. St- but you still taught yourself how to drive a stick shift on the other side of the road. I did. I yes. certainly did, and it wasn't easy. The worst part was watching for pedestrians from the left, wait, from the opposite <laughs> side. Right. From the opposite side. Right, so rather than looking right, left, right, but it was, isn't that what we do? Or do we do left, right, left? Oh, my gosh. Now I'm, you know left. There's, okay. there's and another thing that was drive. difficult is riding as a passenger close to all of the stone walls Absolutely. Uh, that were beside the road that was really so interesting. These roads are Scary. Small, small to begin with, right? That's right. Oh. So How it was uh, not easy, but I did get my driver's license over there. Abby came over to visit us, and she sat down, uh, and we had the best dinner. Uh, Gina made some really good pasta, but the best part was that we were just talking. I had just forgotten how much time we spent. A lot of camping, and then a lot of stuff at the YMCA with uh, Camp Osceola and Camp Fox, and there's just a lot of shared stuff. And um, you guys gave us a really spectacular childhood. We had a nice neighborhood. You had a you you put us in a nice neighborhood, and you, you know, mom was plugged in at school, and you did Indian guides and Indian guides were great. Yeah, I still give them a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> well, they did a good job. I mean, you know, that was most spectacular program I've ever seen in my yeah. life. I mean, these little kids start out, and they can't even look at you. You know, they come in for their. Wampum report or the scout report or whatever, and they're mumbling, and by the time they get through their heads up, they're talking to everybody Yeah, and could speak. Thanks for being such a good dad. I mean, you really took you could, took good care of us. I mean, sorry the way it turned out. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Austin. Yeah. Early March. Yeah. South by Southwest. Yes. Not really. No, we're not hip enough for that. Right. Yeah, we are not part of the South by Southwest. We've completely avoided that. We were downtown once, and we saw this thing for Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah. He was there for the whole week for South by Southwest. We saw a lot of hipsters and that kind of stuff, but mostly we stayed outside of Austin. Tight pants, 
nice hairdos. It was like 80 degrees out, and people were wearing <laughs> fleece things. And I mean, it looked really good, but it wasn't practical. Great shoes. Like, like, like kind of a suede, suede like yeah. a mid-calf. Yeah. Not mid-calf. What's it called? Ankle. Uh, ankle. Little yeah. Thing. I mean, the guy in peg True pants. True hipsters. And, yeah. And it's I mean, not that we avoided it on purpose. We just don't stay up that late. Yeah. We, so yeah. we were there early to walk the dogs along the river or the, the lake. Yeah. But it's the river they call the lake. Yeah. Colorado called Lady Bird yeah. Lake. Okay, so back to food, right? Food, yeah. We're talking about food. Yeah, highlights. So, just hit just the highlights. Okay, so we've been here a couple of times. We've had some really great food. Yep. But this time we had dogs with us, and so we had yep. to go. We had to think about that, like what we could really accomplish. So highlights. I would say the meal we just had right now. I agree, and it was complete. It's 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 a it's, it's what a how joint. many steps from La Hacienda? It's a, like a quarter of a mile or something mm-hmm. like that. And this is a joint. It's in a tiny strip mall. There's a there's like a, a laundromat on one end, a liquor store on the yep. other end, and then Don Mario Taqueria. Yes, and it is reminiscent of the Mexican food we grew up on, right? Yeah. So my big fear is that I'm going to completely miss Mexican food when we move, and this. It confirms it for you. Yeah, this confirms it. Thank yeah, we, goodness I don't eat the. I would be as big as a house if no, if Don Mario was in was in St. Louis. Uh, you'll never be as big as it a was, house. It was great, fantastic. Wouldn't you say? I would. You had fish tacos. Yep. And I had something, all I've eaten is meat for the last five <laughs> days. And I had something I can't pronounce, but it was a uh, it was like a flour it was a flour tortilla that was actually stuffed with. Uh, beans, black beans, yeah. right? And I only ate a little bit of it. It's very rich, mm-hmm. but I but it had chicken on top of it. Uh huh. Shredded chicken. Shredded chicken. Some uh some lettuce, some tomatoes, uh, some nice kind of salad sal- on top. Salsa. It was, and the chicken was fantastic. It yes. was great. Yeah. You know, that's one of those when you talk about expectations versus reality, sort of like expectations about RVs versus reality. Right. This one, I just thought it was going to be meh. And uh, it was good. It was fantastic. I mean, my I had grilled fish tacos, nice fish, great tortillas, and then the rice was like my grandmother's rice. It was fantastic, really great refried refried beans. Yeah, it was all. It was every- yes. I cannot wait until breakfast tomorrow. Morning. We're going to get some breakfast tacos <laughs> yes. on the way out. Yeah. Okay. What else did you really like? Uh, let's see. Uh, well, salt lick. The salt lick. We Barbecue. Pidge, yes. Pigeon sent us there. She said, don't come back to St. Louis unless you try the Salt Lake. This is a barbecue joint in Driftwood, <sighs> Texas. About It's uh, about probably 45 minutes mm-hmm. from where we are. So it's a little bit on the out. It's out in the, It's kind of out in the boonies yeah. a little bit in the sticks. But a really fun place. A, um, you know, sort of indoors, but picnic tables, mm-hmm. kind of family style. Yes. Big barbecue pit. I mean, really impressive. Which you took a photograph pit. of. Yeah, they got sausage and and brisket. And a huge. Ribs well, how, I mean, what, what, what do you think the diameter was of that? I don't know, like twelve, ten or twelve feet, something like that. Yeah. And got, you know, guys circling and throwing things on and taking things off. Yeah. And it was it was good. I mean, it yes. was good. And the barbecue sauce that they use. Yeah, it was not. It's not a ketchup-based sauce. It's more of a vinegar honey. Yeah, would kinda, you say? Yeah, no, ca- not that sweet. No, not that sweet. But it, I don't know what it is. Ugh. There's something different about it, though. Really good. So I had a pulled pork sandwich. Best pulled pork I've ever had. I had a sample of ba- basically everything. I had turkey, <laughs> yeah. uh, sausage, uh, yeah. uh, ribs, and brisket. Yeah. And then uh, I don't know what else I had. All the sides that come with the baked beans and coleslaw mm-hmm. and a potato salad. And the potato salad was it was flavored with that with the, I think with the the barbecue yeah, sauce I think a so little too. bit of it. It was good. Uh, oh, uh, uh, uh. really good. Me, and I had me a soda yep. with it. It was fantastic. Yep. No, it was it was nice. We fed I, the girls got a little bit of 
leftover pulled pork sandwich, and they loved it. Yep. So there's your meal highlight. Oh, I have one more to add. One more meal highlight. What? It was the first meal we had when we pulled in to the uh, La Hacienda RV Resort here outside of Austin, and you made it. Oh, please. It was just one of your pastas, <laughs> which is... No, no, don't laugh. It's really, It was really, really delicious. In fact, I think it might have tasted better here than at home. And oh. I don't know if that's because we were tired and I was hungry yeah, or it was probably. really, really good. But this is a very simple pasta. Uh, with prosciutto and tuna, oh. believe uh-huh. it or not. So can you just lay out very quickly what's in that pasta? It's pretty easy to make, right? Yeah, it's just start with a little bit of butter, a tiny bit of olive oil, throw in the prosciutto, swirl it around, add a little bit of milk, add the tuna, a couple of turns of the the pepper uh, grinder, grinder, and I just let that bubble a little bit. And then once the pasta's done, throw that on top of it, a couple of red pepper flakes, a little bit of oil, olive oil. You keep oil. any of the pasta, and that's pasta it. water? Oh, sometimes, yeah. I mean, to loose, yeah, you're right. I mean, if the if the milk starts to get a little bit too thick in the sauce, I mean, it's just it's you know it's I'm talking about a, a three tablespoons of milk. It's and not, not it's not a lot. So I'll yeah, you're right. I'll add a little bit of pasta water if it if it starts to dry out while the pasta's cooking, and that, that that's it. I will try to put this up on the blog the the recipe once we get back to St. Louis. So it'll be a few days, but. Um, it's simple, yeah. And I'll tell you, friends, it is delicious. <laughs> it's some of the Thank best you. pasta I've ever had. I yeah. put that right. Up. I mean, that is a meal highlight. That's sweet. That's you. That's my Gina. <laughs> so let's talk briefly about whether we think this trip met our expectations. Oh, let's. <laughs> <laughs> so the objective of this trip was to get the dogs used to traveling, correct? Because I envision us in the off-farm season traveling all around Europe. In the finest hotels. <laughs> with your 60-pound well, hound. Yeah, that's not going to happen. So we wanted to see what it would be like traveling with the dogs, right? So what do you think? Well, you're asking at a really difficult time. I know. You're, because you're last, annoyed. No, no, no. Last last night we had the wind kicked up from the north. Mm-hmm. It was blowing the whole night. Mm-hmm. The dogs thought something was like attacking the RV. Mm-hmm. So we did not get a lot of sleep. The dogs ended up both in bed with us. My back is killing me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and... Uh, you know, and we're gonna head. We're gonna head back tomorrow, so we yeah. got so we got a lot of driving ahead of us. So, did this achieve uh, my expectations? Yeah, absolutely. This is exactly what I expected. Gina. Yes. Guess what? You know what, what it's time for? <laughs> that is the sound of listener mail. That is the sound of a piece of paper. Listener mail this time is all electronic since we're traveling. <laughs> I couldn't print it out. No, we got another email from somebody we don't know. It's kind of fascinating. And then when I read this to you, it was uh, the other morning. It was really touching. It was really touching. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So let me let me share some parts. I have to kind of do this on the fly. Hi, Bob and Gina. I just wanted to let you know that I stumbled upon your podcast and really love it. 
What a treat that you are sharing your journey with us. My husband and I have never been to Italy, but hope to be going there in May or June of 2016. So I'm having a blast researching the country and especially the area that your farm is in. Isn't that true? Mm-hmm. I mean, it is for me. I love, I'm, I almost enjoy preparing for these things as much as going. It's just really, really fun. So I totally, this is from Heather, I totally get it. My husband Dave and I uh, love great food and wine, so your podcast uh, gets me there too. Dave makes wine also. The Minnesotan grapes are really hard to use to make good wine, so we've opted for other fruit wines. And then she goes into what they've done, and she said they both like dry red wines, which Mm. to me does not sound like fruit wines. Yeah. And he's come up with some rhubarb base where he adds grapefruit juice, and she says it's one of her favorites. Uh, it just she said, "What a dream it is to make great wine from grapes you grow." Yeah, oh, that that's yeah. about yeah. It'll be a dream for me <laughs> too. It sounds like Dave actually knows what he's doing. Yeah. So maybe Dave, you can give me some um, tips. Then she goes on to say that uh, she says, "I've had three major spine surgeries over the last three years, and my life has really changed with all of the medical issues. I've used podcasts. This is really impressive. I use podcasts to help me go keep going with my long walks to keep my back strong. So she has to do a bunch of exercise." You know, yeah. to make the surgeries uh, work and worthwhile. I'm constantly on the hunt for a good podcast. I have found that they help me escape from the pain that I endure on a daily basis. My husband and I also talk a lot about how short life is, and are at our place and are at a place where we're considering a major change, or at least entertaining the idea um, in the future. And they're from Minnesota. She said the the, the cold's getting you know kind of mm-hmm. old on her, both mentally and physical, physically. And then she says, "You all inspire us to keep dreaming." big. Uh, she mentions uh, La Tavolamarque. Tavola yes, um, Ashley and Jason. Jason. who we haven't met, but think very highly of. And um, I'm fascinated with your moving to another country and can't wait to hear more about that. You've brought joy to me and inspired me to know that anything is possible. Cheers, Heather. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, that's very sweet. Yeah, it is really amazing. And I think, I, I, I mean, not to get too philosophical, but I, I think the last, what would really be terrible is to go through life and regret not trying something that you wanted to try. Mm-hmm. Trying it and failing, you know, is could be a bummer, but to me at least, not trying it and then, you know, exiting without trying it, that sounds, that really sounds tough. So Heather, your, your emails probably meant more to us than our podcast has, has to you. <laughs> uh, we really, we really, really appreciate it. And thanks to all the, you know, the kind words from Dave and from Kathy and from Natalia and Dina, all the rest of you. Um, thanks so much for uh, encouraging us. And I hope that, um, I hope that you continue to find it interesting and um, that you can get a little uh, smile or joy or something. Uh, let us know if there's something more you want to hear about or if there's um, you know, something else we can uh, do to, to make things a little more fun for, for all of you. But um, th- thanks. I mean, this means, obviously means a lot to us. Gina, we did it. We made it back to St. Louis all in one piece in our RV after being a week together in close quarters with the dogs. Mm-hmm. We're still married and we're still in love. <laughs> and I thought it was great. I mean, what did you think? I thought it was great. Would you do it again? Absolutely. Yeah, me too. Yeah, absolutely. Too. The... It was... Um, it was very, um, it was it was kind of laid back, mm-hmm. right? And we could mm-hmm. eat out. We figured out how to sort of handle the dog so we could eat out when we needed to. And um, It was smart to rent a car so we could 
go off and explore. Yep. Um, but it, it turned out to be okay. Okay, so let's wrap this puppy up. Bring it on home. Give them the information. Okay. If you want to send us an email, our, our address is tutodopio at gmail.com. That's T-U-T-T-O-D-O-P-P-I-O at gmail.com. Or you can visit us online at tutodopio.com. Are you uploading any pictures? Oh, all the time. Oh, okay. In fact, I'm doing it right now. <laughs> you can like us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash farm, all one word, or follow us on Twitter. Here we Our go. Twitter handle is tuto underscore dopio. And if you like this podcast, please be sure to give it a rating or a review on iTunes. That really helps other people uh, find it. Thank you so much for those of you who've given us uh, ratings and reviews. We're really... Um, uh, appreciative appreciative and slightly embarrassed actually. just uh, fantastic thank you for that feedback we're going to exit the show with more music by uh, aspiring artists uh, you've heard from her before on a previous podcast Tamara Laurel and the song is I Want You Gina Boca a Lupo Crepe a Lupo Ciao 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 I've had too much wine for Thursday night it's only six o'clock Too early to be kissing outside It's hard to fight it though Oh, when your eyes are that blue And I don't care if all New England knows That I want you, cause I do Bit of a breeze But it's the brightest April day Southbound tracks
So let's talk about whether you think this trip met met our our expectation of spending some time with the dogs, some quality time, get them used to traveling, so, so they can be well behaved. Okay, stop. Hey, hey. Were you hey. talking to me or the dogs? Gidget, <laughs> gidget. It's not necessary. No, go ahead and ask your question. 